TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Come on, side, 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 What up, y'all? This is Ed, man, and it's uh, time for another Come On, Sat in the Podcast. And this podcast I want to call Messy Life Incorporated because a lot of people lead a very, very messy life. And it seems like celebrities lead more of a messy life than anybody else. Let's, let's, let's examine a few things recently that were very messy. Let's start off with Jesse Smollett. Okay, I saw a, uh, a Smollett. I'm sorry, it's, it's Smollett. All right, I saw a meme yesterday that cracked me up. It said, "A lie is a lie, no matter how small it is." Get it? How small it is. The dude, man, was just in a in a great position in life. Examine it. I have a lot of actor friends. And and like my man Nashawn, Nashawn Kears, um, my homegirl Nicole Crump. Um, there's a lot of us out there that really love the craft of acting and are struggling at it, myself included. I get a lot of, uh, thank God I have an agent, the People Store. Thank you, People Store, for taking me on as a client and keeping me as a client. And they send me a lot of auditions for a lot of different shows. And now that we're in COVID, it's different than it was before. Let me tell you a little bit about what I know um, from an actor's life. Usually, and then I'm going to get back to um, Jesse. Usually, you get an audition. This is pre-COVID. And an audition would come and they would set a time for you to audition. You will go to a place where they were holding the auditions and they would tell you whether or not the the audition was on script or off script. If the audition was on script, that means you can read the audition from the script that they sent you or sides. They don't send you an entire script of the whole production. They send you what they call sides, which is what they want you to read for your character. So you will receive your sides. You will study your sides and then you will go in sit in a room where all the other actors are. So you're seeing everybody that's reading for the same part that you're reading for. When your turn is called, you will come into the room, normally introduce yourself, say where you're from, say your height, say your weight, 
and then whoever was taping the auditions for somebody or the director is in the room, they will ask you, are you ready? You would say, yeah. You take a few deep breaths and they would say, an action. And you would do the part and they would read with you. Because normally it's not just you doing a part. It's not a monologue. A monologue is you doing a whole thing. When you're doing for a scene in a movie, somebody's reading the other character's parts. So sometimes if they like you, they might just say, when you finish, they might say, thanks. Thanks for coming in, Ed. Nice seeing you. If they like you, they would go, Ed, why don't you try it a little bit this way? This is what the director who's in the room is telling you. And then you would try it that way. And they would go, great, Ed, thanks. Thanks for coming in. And maybe you get a call back. Now, when you get a call back, you got to come back in and do the same thing again. Then you might get another call back. When you get another call back, you get called back in and you're doing it for maybe the producers and everybody so they can see how you look. Sometimes they'll say, you know what? We're interested on Ed. Can we put Ed on hold for these days for this part? It doesn't mean you got the part. It just means that you're on hold. They're looking at other people, but you're part, you're pretty much one of the front runners of it. Okay. So you got a good chance of getting that part. A lot of times they were like, Ed is wonderful. We want Ed. They'll tell your agent that one time when I was doing undisputed, when I auditioned for undisputed, they were like, that's who we want. You're Ed, Ed right there on the spot. It's never happened to me before. And it hasn't happened since, but they'll tell you that you got the part. And you're very lucky if that happens. And that was with Ruben Cannon, the great Ruben Cannon casting director, told me right then, as soon as I finished my audition for Undisputed, you're what we're looking for. You got the part. You know, and so that happens sometimes. Sometimes it doesn't happen. Now, sometimes you'll get a call back. Sometimes they won't even say anything to you. You just don't hear from anybody at all. This was pre-COVID. Now, once COVID hit, they stopped doing the face-to-face auditions and auditioning so many people and seeing them now you audition on tape so you have to set up your tape or go somewhere and find somebody to read with you usually that person isn't an actor like my wife so it's frustrating for her to give me back what i need so i have to call an actor friend send them the sides by email and have them read with me via the phone or i have to go to a studio where my acting coach actually has a studio And I can audition there at his studio and he'll have somebody that's actually an actor or actress read with me. Thank God for friends like Nashawn. Thank God for friends like Jay Bryce. Thank God for friends like Nicole. If if I need them, I'll email them and they'll read with me over the phone. Well, I self-tape my audition. It's difficult for me because I really don't know. I know what I think the character is, but I don't know what they think the character is. So it's a little difficult doing self-tape. So I say this to say that I have never booked anything by self-taping. And I've read for the last OG. I read for the new Queens, the Queens thing with Brandy and and um, um, and Eve and all of them and the Tory Norton. I read for a part in that. Didn't get it. I've, you know, I've sent all these audition tapes in for different movies and different stuff, self-tape, and I've never booked anything off of self-tape. Everything that I've always booked has been in person. I did a movie that was straight to uh, Netflix with Chiwetel Eljafor called Come Sunday when I played his brother. Okay, I got cut out of the movie, but I still get credit for it, and I still got paid for it. I actually played a scene with Chiwetel 
Elger for. Y'all might remember him from a lot of 12 Years a Slave. That's what I'm talking about. I was in a movie with him that I booked because I walked in the room and they saw me. You can lose a role for different reasons. A lot of times um, I've been told I don't get a role, not because I can't act, but because I'm too tall. A lot of these people are very small. Like, um, I was in New York for the D-Nice thing in the park, and I met the dude that played Lulu on Canaan. And I'm watching him talk eye to eye with Raquel, the, the you know, the actress that plays Raquel, and I'm watching him go toe-to-toe with his brother, the guy who plays his brother, and with Kanan and with Denise. And I realized this dude is tiny. Like, he compared to me, he's really, really short, y'all. And I was like, damn. I, I give you another uh, uh, example. And this is a this is an absolutely true story. And then I'm going to get back to Jesse Smollett. Long time ago, my manager got a call from Chris Columbus, the director. He was doing a new movie, and he saw me on television, and he thought that I would be good for the movie. And I was like, cool. So they flew me to L.A. to audition for this movie. I didn't think too much of it. I auditioned for him and the casting director. I got sent back. You know, the audition over, I'm sent back. I get a call back. Okay? I come back to L.A. They fly me into L.A. again. I didn't have to pay for it. They flew me and put me in a hotel. This is how much they really thought that I was good for this part. And this doesn't happen. It only happened one time in my life. I go back to L.A. I go back in and I read. And they say, great, Ed, can you hang around for a while? We want you to read with Tom Cruise. The movie was called Jerry Maguire. Tom Cruise comes in. I'm sitting there, I swear to God. I'm nervous as hell. Tom Cruise is late. And he comes in and apologizes to me for him being late. I thought that that was the most down-to-earth, humble thing that I've ever seen. Right? I auditioned with Tom Cruise. They go, great. Ed, hold on one more. We're going to have James Burroughs come in. Now, James Burroughs is a... Look up, look look him up if you don't know who James Burroughs is. James Burroughs was producing the movie, one of the producers. He comes in. I auditioned again with Tom Cruise. They're like, Ed, great. Tom, thank you for coming in. Now, if you get to audition with a guy that's the star of the movie, you're pretty much in there, right? Okay. So, I had a good friend. Well, he's still my boy. God rest his soul. Chris Lighty. One of his best friends was a man named Ian Alexander. And I knew Ian from the music business. Like, when you're dealing with the music business and different record companies, you know a lot of different people. So, I knew Ian from there. Ian got engaged to Regina King. And Regina King and Ian got married. My son was like two or three months old. And my wife at the time. And we flew out to wherever island it was for Ian and Regina's wedding. We were invited. So we went out. We had a great time. Regina's doing her thing. I've always known Regina's dope. She's one of the best people. That I'm glad that she's getting her props now because she's been dope for a long time. Okay. Regina King calls me out of the blue. It goes, Ed. I go, what's up? G, how are you, man? You know, we small talk. She said, I guess we're going to be working together. I booked Jerry Maguire. And when I went in for the role of Rod, they had your 8x10 on the wall. You're going to be playing my husband. 
Now I'm gassed up. They sent me the script. Check out where I'm going with this. A couple of weeks later, Christopher Columbus himself calls my phone. Ed, how are you, Chris Columbus? I said, great. He said, Ed, damn, I don't even know how to tell you this. And I'm like, what? He said, we're going to go with somebody else for that role. We're going to go with Cuba Gooden Jr. He said, it wasn't that you were bad. You were just too tall. He said, you being that tall, because I'm playing a wide receiver. You're being that tall against Tom Cruise just would not have worked. We'd have had to put Tom on an apple box for every scene. And there's a lot of scenes where you guys are just walking and talking. You were just too tall. And when I tell y'all, I was so crushed. Because after Gina called me, I went in. I knew a guy that used to be an assistant trainer with the Giants. I started working out with him. I wanted to be in the best shape of my life because of their football scenes. And I was going to play a wide receiver. I'm an old man now. This was in my, I probably was like 31 at the time. I was so ready. But God gives you what God is supposed to give you. And Cuba Gooden Jr. went on to win an Academy Award for that same role. It wasn't for me. It wasn't from, It wasn't my time. I probably couldn't have done as good as a job as Cuba did, coining the phrase, show me the money. You know? But that's the way things happen in this acting world. And when you get an opportunity, you take advantage of the opportunity. You show up on time. You know your lines. And you be grateful that you have that opportunity. Success is hard work and it's opportunity and it's taking advantage of the opportunity and being prepared. That's only ordained to you by God. So you don't mess up an opportunity like that. Now, this brings me to Jesse Smollett. You're on a hit show like Empire. Do you know how many actors that are out there would have loved to been on Empire in any capacity? As a, as a regular on Empire. You're not just a day player or role player. You're not coming in for two or three scenes. You had a major part on a hit television show that had got picked up for season after season after season and you throw it all away staging a hate crime to get more people to pay attention to you because what my people from that I know from behind the scenes you got gassed up and felt that you were as big as Taraji and as and as, and as you know you felt that you were that big that you supposed to get the same money that they were getting? That the stars were getting? Terrence Howard and Taraji? You're not Terrence Howard or Taraji. Jesse Smollett, we never heard of you before Empire. We heard of your sister. We never heard of you. So you getting on Empire, being a gay man, and killing that role the way you killed it, and starting to sell records the way you started to sell records with your voice. You were in a prime position to ride that out. And you totally ruined your career, embarrassed yourself, and destroyed the credibility of the show Empire by being self-centered, narcissistic, and self-serving. When there's a million trillion 
actors, even gay actors, who would have loved to be in a position that you were in. Loved it. I remember when I found out one time that at the height of the Cosby show, a young Malcolm Jamal Warner was making $80,000 a show. 80 stacks, y'all. Crazy. Messy life, man. Messy life. Jesse, you're going to get everything you deserve, bro. And I I got some more, Jesse, to talk about. But first, let's take a break. It's Come on, son, the podcast. Come on, son, son. Have you ever seen a vitamin water display at your local store? It's like walking into an actual rainbow. Is it me or are the flavors of vitamin water insanely attractive? Plus, with titles like Energy, Revive, Focus, Refresh, Essential, Power C, and Triple X, it's easy to pick a flavor to match your vibe. The real flex is flavor. Don't forget to check out the newest flavors, Gutsy Watermelon Peach and Look Blueberry Hibiscus. Come on, side, side. This portion of Come On Son, the podcast is brought to you by McDonald's. Y'all know McDonald's is the place where you can always meet up with your friends, bond with people that you haven't seen in a long time, always get a good meal when you're far away from home. We always mess with McDonald's because McDonald's is like, it's like a friend, man. It's always going to be there for you, whether you're on campus or off campus. You know McDonald's is that spot we can all chill close to home or close to canvas. When I need to satisfy my belly hunger, McDonald's always comes through. I am back. Folks, in my Tuesday night acting class, because I'm still studying the craft of acting. I love it. And I'm trying to get better at it, especially better at auditioning on tape. We had a whole discussion. Like, the entire class had a whole discussion on Jesse Smollett and how... There were people that actually sympathized with him. I was not one of them. But I am always open to listen to other people's opinions on things. I just not, I wasn't one of them that listened to this man ruin his damn entire career. Like you, you hear about people having a messy life. And like, there's part of it that I don't understand. I don't have like an addictive personality like that. I like what I like, but I can do without it. Like, I've never been really addicted to anything. I haven't been addicted to weed. I, I'll smoke some weed occasionally, but I don't have to get up and puff every day. I don't. I love cigars. I don't smoke cigars every day. I don't have to. I could go weeks without smoking cigars as if I feel like it. Now, do I smoke cigars? Yeah, because I hang out in cigar places. I enjoy a good cigar. But if I don't smoke every day, I know people that smoke cigars every day, sometimes four or five cigars every single day. That's not me. I don't. I go three or four days without smoking a cigar. I don't have an addictive personality like that. I'm not addicted to drama. I'm not addicted to fame. I am not addicted to fame. I don't live a messy life like that. I had my little share of messiness. And I'm so glad I came out of it with flying colors. And this is when I was on Power 105. And I got into that altercation in the club. And it cost me a lot of money. That taught me, stop, stay away from crap like that. That's what really got me into bowling. I started bowling more so I could stay away from being out and people trying you just to get money off of you. I stopped doing all of that stuff, y'all. Dead ass. Because I ain't want to live that kind of messy lifestyle. Jesse Smollett, messy. 
R. Kelly, messy. Like, you can't understand God giving you a gift like that and you just throw it all away. I just, I can't sympathize with that. I don't, all right, give me the, he was molested when he was a kid by his sister talk or the man that lived down the street that molested him. Enablers were around him. Having sex with Aaliyah when she was 14. But when you beat that first case, the PP case, I like to call it. It's R. Kelly. I'm thinking, all right, thank you, Jesus. I got out of this one. Cost me a lot of money. I had to pay her family off and all of that. But I got out of it. I'm staying away from this kind of behavior. That would be my thing. I'm staying away from this type of behavior. And he just... He just robbed, just could not stay away from that type of behavior. And I bet you, I, I bet you anything that he wakes up in that cell and he's probably, if he gets towards a window or gets to go outside and he's looking at himself and saying, how did I get myself into this predicament? Because that one time that my dumb ass got locked up, in New York City, in the tombs, I was sitting in that cell, and thank God they put me in the cell by myself. And I was sitting in there, and I was saying, how did I get myself into this predicament? What in the hell was I thinking? Why didn't I just grab instead of punch? That's what you think about. And anybody that's ever caught a DUI, you already know that. You know, if you caught a DUI, you go, woof. How did I get myself out of it? I mean, how did I get myself into this? Damn, that was stupid. Damn, why didn't I call Uber? Damn, why didn't I call Lyft? Damn, I could have just got a cab. Damn, my man said I could have crashed on his couch, but I, and I didn't. You feel stupid. And the more you have, the dumber you feel. But sometimes the more you have, the more of a godlike complex you get. I could do anything I want to because I got money. And I could take any of these drugs I want to because these drugs help me feel better. Because really, I'm a mess. I'm a mess. And I'm afraid to reach out to somebody and let somebody know that I'm a mess. I was watching this thing on Frontmen. Of, of bands, of big bands on Reels. Reels is a really good channel. I don't know if y'all watch it. But they were talking about Steven Tyler of Aerosmith. Man, did you guys know that Walk This Way did more for Aerosmith than it did for Run DMC? And I mean, it helped propel Run DMC, but it brought Aerosmith all the way back. I didn't know this. Aerosmith was on the brink of disaster. Walk This Way gave them a whole new young audience because that song, Walk This Way, is a song that we used to use all the time in the park jams. We used to rhyme over that. Super producer Krista, play me a little bit of, not the Run DMC version, the original Aerosmith version of Walk This Way. Thank you. Now play me a little bit of the Run DMC version. Yeah, 
the regular, normal, classic walk this way is what we used to rhyme over in the park. And before it got to the guitar part, we, the DJ cut it right back to the beat. It was to go, and right back to the beat. And we used to rhyme over that. And that's why Rick Rubin and Run DMC thought it was a good song for them to rhyme over and Jam Master J because Jam Master J and all the DJs used to cut it for the MCs like me, being MC Eddie D back in those days in Queens, in the Hollis, Queens Village neighborhood in Cambria Heights and shot Laurelton and shout out to all the other MCs that came up from Farmers and all of that. That's what we used to rhyme over in the park back in the in the late 70s, early 80s. That's what we used to do. So that thing did so much for Aerosmith. But Steven Tyler had such a bad coke addiction that it almost ruined his career. He had to get clean. Marriages and children and like, how are you having these babies by these coke monkeys? He had this God complex that he could do anything he wanted to do and live in a messy ass life. And so did R. Kelly. R. Kelly had a God complex, y'all. He had a pimp mentality and a God complex. You got to say this to me. You got to talk like this. You have to call me daddy. You have to do this. I remember I was invited to an, a party at R. Kelly's estate. The same estate where they had the, the swimming pools and all of that. The indoor pool. And I was like, wow, I could not believe that this is what R&B had done for this man selling all of these records and doing all of these tours and all of these royalties. I was like, damn. And I remember sitting there and I was laughing with some young lady. I was a single guy at this time. I'm chilling and I'm, you know, looking for somebody to possibly hook up with, you know, chilling. I'm doing my thing, looking for somebody to meet. Maybe we can exchange numbers. Maybe, you know, never know what happens. Regular dude stuff is what I'm trying to tell you, man stuff. And I'm talking to this young lady and we're vibing. We're vibing. And the music is great. The food is plentiful. The drinks are great. And I'm vibing with this young lady. And we're just sitting there. And I'm being me. You know, I like to joke around. And she's laughing. Everybody likes humor. She's laughing. And I get a tap on the shoulder. And some guy that works for R. Kelly says, Hey, uh, Ed, uh, that's one of Rob's girls. And he don't like people talking to his girls. And he kind of shot her look. And I was like, oh, okay, you know, I'll, I'll back off. Started moving around the room, and it happened again. Moving around the room, and it happened again. And I left. I was like, what did you invite me here for? What am I here to, to have a good time with if I can't talk to anybody? Anybody that looks good is one of your girls, and we can't talk to them. Oh, bro, you might as well have done this by yourself. When am I, like, just window dressing? Like all the other dudes here, we just here said so you can say you know some dudes, but we can't talk to any of these women. How many of these women are your women? Why don't you put them all to the side and introduce them all to us as your women so that we know these other women are good? But you're running around talking to anybody that you want to talk to with a robe on. And and wasn't sure whether he had on any undergarments under it. Very uncomfortable. And I left. It's like, this is, this is BS. I, ain't, I didn't come here for this. This is whack. You know? So that's that complex of like, all of this is mine. You know, I can understand if we was breaking China or something like that. If something putting blunts out on a 
$100,000 rug, but it's it's a party that you invited us here for. To enjoy ourselves. What, what good is enjoying myself if I can't even hold a conversation with a female because I have to worry about whether or not she's quote unquote one of Rob's girls. And you see how it all ended. You see how it all ended for Ghislaine Maxwell. You see how it all ended for Jeffrey Epstein. Private island, private jets, all this money, all of this. And you you just, you don't want to deal with women on a real basis, on a relationship, friendship basis. Even if you just want sex partners, you have to deal with them on a certain level. It has to be within their will, not just what you want. That's that messy life. Ah, this is, you don't even, you're not even looking at people as people at that point. You're looking at people as property. And you should be humbled and remember where you came from. And you didn't have that all the time. And it's funny, like when people get awards, I want to thank God so much because I remember. And then right, right on the other side of that coin, you messy as hell. And we're all torn, especially when it comes to Rob, to R. Kelly, because we all like R. Kelly's music. And damn it, he makes some good music, right? Yeah, he makes some great music. But on the other side of that, it's crazy. Matter of fact, Super Producer Krista hit me with a little uh, Keith Murray and R. Kelly, Home Alone, real quick. It's gonna be a party, y'all. Keith Murray rocks five versions with Universal and Overcome. Combined with R. Kelly and prove it can be done. Not stopping, death squad and rockin'. I hear somebody knocking, you're on a party song. Yo, yo, who that? Step into the crib with me tonight. What's up, baby? Kelly's in the mood to make it right. That's a jam right there. And that's one of many jams. That R. Kelly had. Messy lifestyle. And then a lot of this stuff you find out like after the person is gone. Like Nancy Reagan. Did y'all see that? Nancy Reagan was was uh, trending on social media. It seemed like Nancy Reagan was a throat baby. Yeah. Say before she married Ronald. Maybe that's the reason why Ronald married her. So Nancy Reagan was an actress. She was back when she was Nancy Davis. That on the MGM lot, or the or Warner lot, or Universal lot, or whatever, where she was, when they used to keep actors on, like, payroll, right? You would sign to, like, MGM or whatever, and they would you would be on their payroll, and they would put you in movies and stuff like that. She was known for having good head. Yeah. And Messi didn't know that. And everybody wanted to talk about that old, old witch, we call it, huh? Want to talk about President Clinton. Want to talk bad on the Obamas? How about them Reagans, huh? Just say no, just say yes to Nancy. Said her head game was strong. That's how she was able to hang around. Strong head game. And then she got holier than thou once she met the president. Yeah, she swallowed it. It don't matter, just don't bite it. Krista, give me a little bit of uh, Just Don't Bite It by N.W.A. Is the tempo, not talking about an info. So beep it out, here goes the info. This is a bitch that did the whole crew. 
She did it so much we made bets on who the hoe would love to go through. And for the shit that she does, give her a drum roll. Because the dumb bitch licks out the asshole. And I'll let your video tape her. Yeah, Nancy. Now give me a little bit of throat, baby. Super producer Krista. Sessy little beats, sessy little hoe. I love the way you walk, love the way you talk. Let a young nigga come play in your throat. Deep stroke your throat till I make you choke. Throw babies, I'm trying to give them to you. Throw babies, I'm trying to bust all on you. Sessy little beats, sessy little hoe. I love the way you walk, love the way you talk. Let a young nigga come play in your throat. Deep stroke your throat till I Yeah, Nancy. Now give me a little Put It In Your Mouth by Akinelli. She said, put it in her mouth, mouth. Yeah. I mean her motherfucking mouth, mouth. She said, put it in her mouth, mouth. Yeah. I mean her motherfucking mouth, mouth. She said, put it in her mouth, mouth. I mean her motherfucking mouth. You wanna go down? Why not? I'll be like Herbie and hand you a cock and tell you that. Yeah, Nancy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now we see why old Ronnie married you. Messy. Messy Lifestyles Incorporated, man. Travis Scott. Woo, baby. Man, you paying for that mess that happened at the Astro World Festival. Paying for it. Paying for it. You got dropped by Coachella. And they offered to Kyra Lewis, who I've known for a long time. Kyra Lewis has been booking people for a long time. His booking agent, Kyra Lewis. Your, uh, you go back and listen to even every man Rock Him and paid him full dro- name drop Carol Lewis. Um, Super producer Christopher pay me play me the beginning part of the record paid him full. You'll hear Rock Him say Carol Lewis. Yo, Rock Him, what's up? Yo, I'm doing the knowledge, E man. I'm trying to get paid in full. Well, check this out. Since Norby Walters is our agency, right? True. Carol Lewis is our agent. Word up. Zakia and Fourth and Broadway is our record company. Indeed. Okay, so who we rolling with then? We rolling with Rush. Our Rush Town Management. See that? So that's how long she been doing what she do as a booking agent. They even offered to play Coachella for free. Coachella said, nah. Because remember, Coachella got canceled because of COVID. They came back. He's supposed to be the headliner then. And he's the, he was supposed to be the headliner this year. The return of Coachella. Coachella was like, nah. Then he had a agave uh, spike seltzer with Anheuser-Busch. They cut ties with him. Messy. Things are messy over there. The big question is, how much did he know? Because after the concert, him and Drake went to a, rented out a whole Dave and Buster's and had an after party. And his people are claiming that he didn't know. But there's other people out there that says that he was informed that people had died. And they just kept on doing whatever they was doing. And he's being sued left, right, left, and right. Now, this was a Live Nation event in conjunction with Travis Scott. So those two was raking in the money. So they both got super lawsuits against them right now. Super lawsuits. It's crazy. And people died. Like it's not a joke. People people died. And I'm gonna give you a messy lifestyle, the crumblies. The young kid that shot up the, the school in Michigan, his parents bought him the gun 
was told that morning to take their son out of school, they refused. Then he shot the school up and they under arrest and they caught them trying to flee to Canada. You have to be vaccinated to go into Canada. They're unvaccinated. So I don't know what they thought they were doing. But those folks right there, Messi, the mom's posting on Facebook. Thank God for President Trump. My right to bear arms just took my son to the shooting range. Had been told many times that their son had behavioral problems and ignored it. And even let the kid have access to the guns that he used to shoot up a Michigan high school and kill people. And you tried to flee when your boy is already in custody. Your son is in custody. And you tried to run. And they caught you. Crumblies, the whole world has crumbled before you. You folks are so damn messy. A lot of people living this messy life, man. A lot of people. It's crazy. Why y'all coming down on Megan Thee Stallion for getting... Her degree, I didn't understand that at all. I thought that was applaudable. That's what I thought. I thought we should all stand up and give Megan a big-ass round of applause for actually being the artist that she is, doing the shows that she does, doing the tours, and still getting her degree. Megan, sister, you got it. Salud. Salud. I don't know the dude's name, that's a rookie. Listen to me, rookie. I know what rookie means, right? Rookie means, matter of fact, wait a minute, before I go to that, give me a little bit of Megan Thee Stallion and her honor. Cocky as fuck, everything by me popping up face, I got body, you name it, I got it. Cocky as fuck, bitch, you know I'm conceding, your hoe wanna be me, your nigga want eat it. Cocky as fuck, everything by me popping up face, I got body, you name it, I got it. Cocky as fuck, nigga, fuck your opinion, I hustle or get it, I get it, I get it. I am not seeking approval, I'm number one, I tell bitches what to do. He heard I'm Creole, he think I know voodoo. Bitch, I will twist your ass up like a noodle. Oh, you a Thank you. Now, rookie, y'all know rookie. Rookie means your first year. Rookie on the Raiders. He's 23 years old. He has eight kids and another one on the way. And I'm going to pause right there. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Come on, son. You're on a rookie contract. You got eight kids already at 23? How? Who are you lying to? And does these baby mamas know that you have these kids? Like, baby number nine is on the way. You ain't, you ain't Nick Cannon. You ain't got Nick Cannon money. And my condolences to Nick Cannon for the loss of his son. You don't have Nick Cannon money. Okay? But you have eight kids already and you're a rookie. So that means you had these eight kids before you got to the, to the Raiders. Las Vegas Raiders, National Football League. And now you have a ninth one coming. Do these women know that you have all of these kids? And if so, why would they line up to have another child by you? And are you a good father? Is, is, you're not married to any of them. I'm going to pose a question to everybody out there that may be listening. Is it possible to be a good father to eight kids by eight different women with a ninth one on the way, which would be your ninth baby mother. 
Is it possible? And to play professional football. Is it possible to be a great father? I struggled at times having three baby mothers. Well, actually two and an ex-wife. But she's still a mother of my children. Right? How do you deal with eight different baby mothers? How many different baby mothers do Future have? I wonder. Well, this dude has eight different baby mothers and the ninth one coming. So it'll be nine different baby mothers. You know what's going to happen to you speaking? And Future has a lot of kids too with a lot of different women. You know what's going to happen to you? Your money's going to get fucked up. This is what your baby mother's going to be doing. Fucking up some commas. Super producer Crystal, play me some Future. Fuck up some commas. Fuck up some commas. Yep, because that's what's going to happen to all the money that you make from playing football. Yes, sir. That's messy. That is one hell of a messy lifestyle. You know who else is messy? Tristan Thompson's a messy motherfucker, man. And Chloe, you don't have no Chloe Kardashian, you have no reason to be mad at Tristan because Tristan cheated on his first baby mother with you. And you had a baby by him. And now he's having a baby when he cheated on you. You expected something different? You lose him the same way you got him. You lose him the same way you got him. If a dude cheats on his woman to be with you and then him and his woman breaks up and he's with you, pretty much guaranteed he's going to cheat on you too. And ladies out there listening, you're not so fine that you... I don't care what you do to your body. You ain't that fine that you can't get cheated on. And, and the same thing goes for men. You're not that thorough. You're not that intelligent. You're not that handsome. You're not that built that you can't get cheated on. Something is being provided by the other person that's not being provided in the relationship, and that's why people cheat. Now, most men cheat for good pussy. Most women cheat because there's something lacking emotionally in a relationship, or it could be good dick. Ladies, maybe you have a problem giving head, or maybe your head game ain't good. And this young lady had already told him her head game was solid. And her head game is solid. Maybe she looks sexy for him. And you forgot how to do that. It's not anything. You used to dress up every time he would come over. Now that he's coming over, you just looking regular with the bonnet on, looking crazy. And every time he goes sees her, she looks amazing. Sexy for him. You're going to lose him. He's going to cheat. And let's not say men cheat more, women cheat more. We cheat the same. Y'all just got a whole team of people behind you when you cheat. Ladies, I'm talking to. But you've done it. Don't act innocent because you're listening to this podcast like you've never done it. You cheated. You have. You have. But Tristan Thompson, this dude just, 
he he don't know how to wear a condom at all. He raw dogging everybody, which is super dangerous. But he's messy. Who? Boy. You you work your whole life to get into a certain position. You arguing back and forth with your agent and the team ownership to give you, you know, eighty million over four years guaranteed. Some ridiculous number like that. So you're killing them with your check. Yeah, you're getting taxed out the ass, but you make a lot of money. You, you, you came up, you're doing it. <coughs> Excuse me. And you want to throw it away on the baby moms that you really don't even care about? Just for sex, bro? Come on, son. You got to be out of your mind. All these crazy-ass people out here, man. Crazy. Oh, here's something messy. I just found out, and I'm going to pass on to y'all before I get up out of here. Did y'all know that none of the high-priced merch that you bought at that Free Larry Hoover concert is going anywhere towards what they were trying to accomplish? They, well, what they did accomplish is bringing awareness, right, to these strict federal laws that's having Larry Hoover in jail that long for selling drugs. Nobody should get a life sentence in a supermax prison for selling drugs. He has a state case and he has a federal case. Federal case gave him life for selling drugs. No, he needs to be let out of federal supermax to face whatever state charges that he had against him or state, whatever the state gave him, he should be able to serve that out. There's people that have murdered four or five people and out of jail and Larry Hoover is still locked up. So that's crazy. So, you know, prison reform is really what the concert is about. And the proceeds of the ticket sales were going towards prison reform. But the proceeds from the merch from Kanye and Drake is going in Kanye and Drake's pocket. So when you hear Kanye and Drake say, we did it for free, nah, you did not. You did it and you sold a hell of a lot of merch. And that shit is going in your pocket. When we thought all the proceeds were going to prison reform. Nah. That's doing it for free. When you're not getting anything out of it. But y'all are getting all the merch. So you really didn't do it for free. So you really lied. It's not, you didn't do the concert for free. You did it and you're selling merch and you made a shitload of money off of it. Let's keep it a hundred, right? Because some of that shit was like $260 for a damn free Larry Hoover Pullover hoodie. That's ridiculous. Ridiculous. But there's a sucker born every minute. I just happen to not be one of them. That's all. That's all. Super producer Crystal, give me a little Kanye. I know it's been a while, sweetheart. We hardly talk. I was doing my thing. I know what was fair, baby, baby, baby. Late, late, you've been all on my brain. And if somebody would have told me a month ago, front and oh, yo, I wouldn't wanna know. If somebody would have told me a year ago, it'd go get this difficult. Now give me a little Drake. Okay, alright, that's fine. Okay, okay. I'm feeling too sexy to accept requests. Way too sexy. And I'm way too sexy to go unprotected. Way too sexy. And she popped a Tesla, now she gonna let you. 
And on that note, I'll say, stay safe, y'all. Don't be messy, okay? See ya, lover. It's Kibba Outside, the podcast. I love y'all. I'm out. Peace out. This Ed Lover podcast is being done in conjunction with Cigars International. Make sure you check out CigarsInternational.com for all your cigar needs. This episode of Come On, Son, the podcast is produced, engineered, and edited by Cam Quotes and Krista Hayes. Recorded out of Atlanta, Georgia, this is an official Loudspeakers Network podcast brought to you by Ed Lover. Be sure to check out the return of Come On, Son, the web series exclusively on Patreon. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.